<laughs> but more than that, it's going to touch your heart. You want to know why I know that? Because I've been praying all week that God would touch your heart and my heart. That it would not be we just come and sit here and listen to the word, but that God would actually move inside of us and change us. And so let's pray over Rebecca so that we get uh, a powerful share of what she has for us this morning. Extend your hand towards her. Papa God, none of us can do anything unless your hand's upon us. And so I ask for your anointing to rest upon Rebecca this morning. That her words would be your words. And they would come out of your heart. And that they would plant deep inside of us. And they would cause fruit in our lives. We thank you for what you have for us. We look with anticipation that you personally are going to speak to each of us. I thank you, Lord, for that. God, we just love you this morning, and we give you this next period of time, and we thank you for moving in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is so good. Are you guys excited? I'm excited. I've been really excited this last week. I actually feel like really nervous, like excitement. And so I'm trying to like keep myself steady. Because <laughs> sometimes when I get super excited, I get like really loud. So I'll try to guard that for you. So in Genesis 1, 28, it says, And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. This was the very, 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 very first thing that God ever commanded any of us as a human race, as a people, to be fruitful and multiply so that it goes right back to you. He's calling you to be fruitful and you to multiply. And so a healthy tree is a growing tree, right? You can tell the difference when you look outside, if you look at a tree, if it's growing or not, because it's healthy. And so in a healthy tree, it normally is producing what? Well, a fruit one. Thanks. Point. Fruit. What's your favorite fruit? Nudge your neighbor and tell them. But the, the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5.22 is love, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, self-control, gentleness, and faithfulness. And so in those, what could you grow in? How could you be more fruitful in the, even those nine things? If you cut aside all the other things you can grow in in your life, in those nine which one could you grow more in? Probably patience over here. I mean, I could be a little bit more gentle sometimes. I mean, we could all probably have a little bit more joy. Yes? So you can grow, right? And we're called to grow, and it's what he's equipping us to do. So in the growing, at some point along the journey, God's going to knock on your heart, and he wants in. He wants to be a part of your journey. He wants to save you. And so in the saving, if, you, if you've been saved, then there's like a piece of that, that, that story of yours where God starts moving on you. And in Ephesians 4.22, it says to put off your old self. And that's part of the salvation experience, taking all the cruddy old person and setting aside. And then it says to put on a new self. That's in Christ Jesus. That's all him. 
Sometimes we wake up and we wake up in our old self. We got to put it off and we got to put on Christ. And so there's this, this idea, but in salvation, um, it's, I want to give you a picture of it. I'm going to put this on for you. Anybody ever rock climbed? No, yes. A few. I went rock climbing on my birthday inside, not outside, and I had to wear one of these. Anybody ever have, anybody's ever worn one of these? Raise your hand. Okay, there's quite a few of you. Well, if you haven't ever, they go on you and they, they hook on you like this so they, they're secure. And when you become a Christian, you get into this place of being secure. That's me all climbing up there. Have this hook on you, and there's an anchor up above you, way up there. There's an anchor, and you clip in to the anchor. And when we get saved, we clip in. It says in Hebrews 6, 19, it says, We have this curtain, this certain, sorry, hope, like a strong, unbreakable anchor, holding our souls to God himself. Our anchor of hope is fastened. To the mercy seat. So when you hook in to this like system, it's kind of gives you a picture of kingdom. You secure yourself. You wear it. It's tight. And if if I could have put like a hook up in the ceiling to hook myself into, I would have. They might have been mad at me for doing that. So you just have to envision a rope. And sometimes our faith is like that. When God's like, oh, I have this anchor. You're anchored into me. And you're like, it takes faith to believe that it's true. So you got to have faith in my illustration. You're hooked in. Okay? And all the things just have been tried and proven true in this. So don't have to worry about me getting hurt. Cool? I just want to make sure that's out there. And it says that in John fifteen five, it says, I am the vine and you are the branches. And whoever abides in me and I am him, it is he that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So you're connected to Jesus, that you have this anchor to the throne room, and you're connected to him. It's a guarantee that you're going to bear fruit in your life. How many of you guys want to be fruitful? We have to stay connected to Jesus. And that's through prayer. That's like fasting. That's like coming to church and worshiping, staying connected to the body. You know, spending time with Jesus, allowing him to be with you wherever you go. That unity, that, that you're anchored into him. And so you want to stay connected to Jesus and whatever that looks like. Because I want to... Can you go back to the picture? I want to make you understand something. So I'm going to explain something to you. But if you've never used this kind of system, you're connected to an auto belay. So it's like a machine above you that basically like will keep you secure. If you connect into it, you're secure. And the first time I climbed, I climbed up a good ways and then I didn't trust the system, so I tried to climb back down. It's really, really hard to climb back down because by the time you get up to a certain place, you've used a lot of your natural strength then trying to climb back down requires that same strength and you're like huffing and puffing and you can't, and you're like, but if you actually are connected to that and you get to a certain place and 
you're done or whatever. And if you just sit back, it'll like let you go all the way back down gracefully. So there's a safety and a security and a trust in the mechanism that you have to have so you don't have to do all the work. In the same likeliness, we have to be so connected to Jesus that we trust him as we're moving forward, as we're growing, that you're so connected to him that you're like, and the coolest part is, is like, if you took on this wall, you'd probably be like tiptoeing. But when you're connected and you trust the system, it's like, I can race up to the top as fast as I can, because if I slip, I know it's got me. And so it changes the dynamics in the climb. It changes the dynamics in your life when you really trust God, when you start stepping out into places and deep waters and then, you know, the challenging places in your life. Because you're so connected to him, you like, oh, I trust that he's right there. He's got me. He's keeping me. I'm safe in this space. And so then you can actually have an accelerated pace. That growth can go not tiptoeing, but and very like, oh, I can't get to the top, but really fast. I'll give you a little like, I was really excited because, you know, when you're a mom and your kids go to the top and they go up in like so many seconds, then you're standing there like, I, I've got to beat them. Well, I beat all of my kids to the top. I'm just saying. <laughs> I was very, very excited. I was like, I know this day is very short lived because they're very little and I have height on them, but I am going to take them. They were like, I can't believe you got, I was like, I couldn't believe it either. When I was like, hit the button, I was like, for real? I beat him? That's so cool. So, so once you're like in this position, then you come to places in your life. Like you stand at a place like this and you have to decide, okay, there's opportunities for me to grow. And the latter is a, an example, not I mean, I love that we sang that this morning. He takes us from glory to glory because I feel like in the world, in the culture, we want to climb the ladder of success. And that's not what the point is. There's positions that you stand at a starting ground, whatever it is, wherever you're at, and you have to decide, I'm going to grow. And this is the object lesson of growth is upward. But sometimes growth is consistency. And sometimes growth is just moving forward, not necessarily up. But he does declare that we would go higher and higher, and he does declare that we would go from glory to glory. So as you're standing at this place and, you're, and you have this potential of growth, you can look at a tree and think of a seed and how much is the potential of growth in a seed? How much fruit could it produce every year? What could it end up being? But in your life, there's things that you can grow and the potential is actually unlimited. It says growth, growth is the process or developing the maturing physically, mentally, and spiritually. So positions in our lives and in the fullness of us that we can grow not just always one like space sometimes it is one space one thing but God could ask you to grow mentally physically spiritually and you can do them all my little ones are active and growing and how do they ski they're in school they're growing they're fasting they're growing we can hit all the places and God is encouraging us that there isn't a limit Sometimes I think we put limits on our growth. And so one of my examples um, for me personally is like probably in 2021 or somewhere in there, I felt like the Lord was starting to stir a space in me about singing. 
And I was like, maybe I should take voice lessons. And I was on Facebook and this girl I know like did voice lessons on. And so I was thinking about it and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. All the, like, have you ever come across places like that? You start feeling stirred, like maybe I could do this or maybe I could grow in this space or that space. And so it was starting to stir. But in that space, there's like um, a lot of unsure, an unsurety for me. There was a lot of unsurety. And I was just like, I don't know. So what is God speaking to you or over you that requires growth? What's an area that you're sitting there and you can actually like process through and say, oh, God is starting to to stir my heart to grow in this space or in this space in my life. What's he asking you to grow in? What is it? And so in Ephesians 4, verse 15, this is in the New Living Translation. He's saying right before this, it's like there's a lot of babies out there, but instead... It's going to read differently on mine. No, it isn't. Instead, we speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. So he's calling you to grow in every way and more and more. And sometimes we get saved and we're like, see you in heaven, Jesus. And we just live and we don't actually grow. Or we get really like, okay, we're fine not growing. There's a space in our lives that are created. And I want to talk to you about that there's so much potential for you to grow. If there isn't anything that could limit you from growing, say anything, would you grow in it? So like singing wasn't like, uh, oh, I'm going to be a professional singer someday. But there was potential in growth for me. And so I'm standing at this space on the bottom, trying to navigate, should I do it or not? And sometimes like we get in in a space where we're like thinking about growing. And we can't see. We can't see like what's going to come. We don't know all the A, Bs, and Cs. We're not sure like... We start having doubt and unbelief. They creep in underneath us and they they make us think, well, we have to be able to know all the things before we actually take the step. Or we just like, oh, I, I mean, maybe I tried that once when I was five. I don't know. Or, you know, I don't know. I know they can do it. I can't. Unbelief. So where in your life has unbelief decided to settle? Where is doubt? You given a position to doubt. That when you come to this place and God's saying, hey, why don't you do this? You're like, well, I can't see. I, I don't know. I'm going to, you know, and you start thinking about it. But you're like, I'm not sure because I really can't see what I want to see. And you stand and you don't move and you, you're like, ah, I know this might be up. I don't know. You know, and so you stand in that position But faith is required for us to grow. And faith is believing when we can't see. And faith is necessary because in the Bible, in Hebrews, it says that my righteous ones shall actually live by faith. So growth is by not seeing. You don't have to know everything because you know the one that knows everything. It actually says in James that faith and works walk together. And if they're not walking together, it's dead. So if it's dead, then there is no fruit coming off of your life. And, and if you don't, 
If you don't just trust that, oh, I know that if I keep moving in that one step on to the next step onto the next step, that that's producing faith in your life. And, that, and it is true. Like when I was sitting there in my experience with voice lessons, I started out, I was like, okay, I'm going to just do this. And then I got really nervous because I know I used to like, just like mouth sing, like <laughs> all the elephant words, because I actually had experiences where people like basically crush that space. So I knew stepping into that space was going to cause a lot of regrowth, a, cl- a lot of, you're going to collide with all your, the places in your life that are going to be a barrier, a hesitation. So I had to buy faith, say, okay, God, if you're asking me to do this, I can step out and trust that you're going to be gentle in this space. And my first lesson, I didn't sing. And I went to my second lesson and I did not sing. I'm like, I'm singing lessons and voice lessons and I'm not singing. But he was gentle in working that space with me. Like, even if you just start taking steps and you don't back away from it, because he is very patient with us. So you can find that you need faith. Say, I need faith to grow. So in the, in the life of growing... I am so strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Sorry, that was not part of it. Sometimes we have pressures, weights, things that we hold on to, shame, sin, bitterness, a lot of it's fear. We get a lot of fear in growth. Oh, I don't know if I could do that. It's kind of hard, maybe too hard to do that. Uh, I can't do that. How many of you have ever said that? I can't. It's an unpopular statement in my house. Because it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What about, this is just who I am. I could have easily told the Lord, I just can't sing. It's just who I am. It's just whatever. It is what it is. I mean, like, and so we get into this place and we start trying to climb this ladder and, and the weights get really heavy. And the growth becomes very challenging because all these things weigh you down and basically make it so that you can't go further. I won't fall, I promise. <laughs> I did practice. Just giving you a heads up. But like that idea, like how many of you guys are trying, but then all of a sudden the pressures of the world, the weights of sin, the things that entangle your feet that make it like you can't move further, and you can't go any further. And you're like, well, da 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 You know, all the things. And in Hebrews 12, verse 1, it says, but let us lay aside every weight. What's the weight in the space of your growth? And it says, lay, away, lay aside every weight and sin, which so easily clings so closely. Because if I could, I'd take this off. And I probably, sometimes we will take all the heavy stuff off. We'll leave one and we'll just stick it right back here. But we'll still be carrying the weight. We might not be carrying it the same, but we move it and we navigate it a little bit differently. And he's saying, you know what? I want you to set it aside. What is that weight that you need to set aside that's causing you not to grow in your life? And for me, showing up, Every time to sing on my, at my lesson was setting aside 
all the things that had been spoken. Setting aside fear, when I first sang in the mirror to myself without any music was terrifying. And there was no one but me. Sometimes it is very much interesting how if it's just you and you alone, it's still a battle to step over. It's still something that you have to overcome. But deciding that, you know what, I'm growing in 2023 and there's nothing going to continue to weigh me down from growth. I'm going to continue to press on. I'm going to continue to move forward. It says lay aside all those things so that you can run with endurance the race set before you. There's things that you actually have to move forward in. It's a race. Of sorts, that's what he used the word. And so you act, in a race, you want to win, right? You want to grow. You want to be fruitful. You want to move forward in it. See, in that, it says in 2 Peter 1.8, right before that, it says self-control, courage, steadfastness, brotherly affection, knowledge, virtue, goodness. All of these qualities are yours and are increasing And they're going to keep you from being ineffective and unfruitful in your knowledge of him. So you have to take all these things and you have to start implementing them in your heart. Oh, I am who he says I am. We don't just sing that in a song that's pretty on Sunday, but we actually confess that over ourselves. I am who he says I am. I am self-controlled. I am steadfast. I do have virtue. I am... um, I do have brotherly affection. All the different ones. I have faith. I walk by faith. um, You have to switch the thought sometimes. I am who he says I am. Because the world says who you are. You say who you are. Your spouse or your friends might say who you are. Your mom might have said who you are. But who is it that he says you are? So when you're climbing and you're connected to Jesus and you're doing this, sometimes we get turned around. Sometimes we get distracted by what's out here versus what we're looking at this way, right? And so we decide to flip the script and culture is backwards to Jesus. And all the influences of the world and all the culture of the world and all the world that is teaching you. He says, you know what? That's the world, but my kingdom is the one you're following. You're living kingdom and kingdom is growth. And you can't grow this way. I can't take a step and move forward. I have to be looking to Jesus, the author and the perfecter of my faith. I need to keep my eyes fixed on him. And when I'm out here distracted by people, who's your distraction? Who's keeping you from growth? What's keeping you from growth? Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, this, that, and another thing. Whatever it is that's keeping you fixed on something else versus on the word, the word is growth. Spending time with Jesus is growth. We can get distracted by sporting events and, and all of the things. Like the list could go on and on. Whatever it is for you, what, where's your turnaround? Where are you fixed somewhere different than on your faith in Jesus? I can't climb backwards. It would be really challenging to climb backwards. But we do. Sometimes we get so turned the opposite direction that we actually have to change our direction. We have to start moving towards Jesus and allowing him to be the one that keeps us anchored and moving forward. Because the world is going to pull. 
The weights are going to be present. The, the faith is, and the doubts and the unbelief, they're going to, you know, speak loud. But we actually are called to grow. Colossians 3, 2 says, set your mind on things that are above and not on things that are on the earth. Well, there's a very clear picture for you. Look up. Keep your mind fixed on Jesus. What's he doing? Where is growth happening? Trees grow straight up. They don't grow out. They grow up. Trees get taller. There is no limits. Even this morning, what Pastor Ruth said, he's taking the limits off your growth. If there is no limits, how high could you get? In what areas could you be successful in? In what areas could you grow? See, I, he keeps challenging me in music because like all of a sudden there was a moment and, and I'm like, you know, still taking lessons, showing up for half of them sometimes, sorry. And then there was a place in the, in it, and he's like, well, my mom was saying, well, there's a space that we need somebody to fill in for Sunday. Would you sing? And I'm like, for real, God? For real? Like, and sometimes we do that with God. We're like, for real? Are you really asking me to do this? Like, there's a lot of other people. Like, and I had grown in it, and I, I was shaky, and I was like, okay, God, I, he had my yes. He needs to have your yes. And I'm going up, and I, he keeps asking me. I don't know why yet, <laughs> except when we had a women's night, my Aunt Sandy prayed over me, and all of a sudden, God was speaking to me, and I was asking, like, I was telling her how challenging voice was, and he keeps asking me to do this, and I'm not sure why, and then all of a sudden, I felt like he said, well, I like how you sing, and I was like, you do? Like, it's not really about anybody else, it's about me, and I really like it, and I wish somebody wouldn't have said that, because I really like what you're doing. And I was like, you do like my voice? Like it shifted my, my thought of like what he, act, like to please him. I was trying to please me by what I, what I sounded like. I didn't like that very much. So I was growing in that. And like, I didn't like want to make you suffer. So I was trying. <laughs> but I kept trying to grow in it. And I kept growing. Cue the music. Never mind. Just joking. <laughs> are all still growing and I'm not there yet <laughs> um, we are and so when you look at someone and you could have seen me singing on the stage thinking wow that's easy no it wasn't sometimes we look at people's growth and we just expect oh that's just oh, no big deal for them no it's really hard and growth is hard and sometimes we look at people we need to be encouraging them in their gifts And not just thinking, well, they got that. No big deal. That was easy for them. No, sometimes things are very hard. And they are very challenging. And growth is important. And when you see people growing and and saying yes to Jesus and yes to what he's asking them to do, like Jason saying yes to being a deacon and Adrian saying yes, we have to cheer each other on. That we're calling, we're called to cheer each other on in growth and moving forward in Jesus and, and all the different gifts that he's doing in us and through us. But the really the coolest part is that growth isn't individual. See, I was talking about me a lot because what God was doing me. But would you come forward, Ashley? And Dave? 
Go ahead. She's safe. We tra- we practice this too, so you know. I'm, I didn't want to make people so distracted, but she is safe. In Ephesians 4.16, it says he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. And each part does its own special work. That's you. You're part of the body. And you each have a special work to do. And none of you are disqualified from it. Because he saved you and he called you for a holy purpose. Not for your own doing, but for his. And in that, each of you are responsible and required for you to grow. For it says that it helps the other parts grow. See, in your growing, you're helping the person sitting next to you grow. So that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of the love of God. See, when we're all in this, come on. Okay. This is a picture of growth that the whole body is included. And the coolest thing is, is if we were really good and we could keep moving forward and upwards, we would each take a step up. But when I was climbing in Devil's Lake up the mountain and it was a short, a small path and there was people in front of me and people behind me, the momentum of growth that was happening in me because someone was behind me, I was like, oh, I can't stop. And the thing is, is when you're standing in this kind of space where everyone is growing, and if we were taking steps, I couldn't stop because Dave wants to go up another step. And she couldn't stop because I want to move up. And we want to go from glory to glory as a church. And so each one of you, every single one of you, you can point at yourself and say, yeah, she's talking to me. Come on, point to yourself. She's talking to me. I need to grow. Because the person next to you, so say, I'm talking, you're talking about them, they need to grow. We all do. Because if we're not all growing, and the thing is, is when we all grow, there's a momentum, a push, that's an accelerated growth. If we could have started at the bottom and she could have ran up the ladder and I could have ran up and Dave could have ran up the ladder, you would have seen a momentum of all of us growing and moving forward because we're, we're in it together. You can go down. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. So maybe you need to grow in kindness. And maybe I need to grow in patience. And maybe you need to grow in strength. And maybe one of you need to grow in self-control. And maybe another one of you need to grow in your generosity. But we each need to grow in our special way that God's created in us. That we might have the momentum of the body of Christ. Even what Dave was praying this morning lined up exactly with this. That each one of us would be so well equipped that we would be able to reach the whole county because your growth is speaking about the fruit of the kingdom. So if you have so much fruit on your tree of kindness that it says, oh, God is so kind. Did you see Anna, how kind she is? She's producing kindness. Kindness, kindness, kindness is all over, not like confetti, but fruit. She's producing so much that when somebody looks at her, she's, they're saying, I've never seen anyone be that kind. There's no way she could be that kind. But she represents the kindness of God in her fruitfulness. And so maybe you're over here and and, and you're so faithful. And you're producing fruit of faithfulness. And faithfulness is overwhelming. And then they say, well, if she can be faithful like that, God surely is faithful. 
because you're producing such a fruit that speaks of him. See, it's not so much for you because I love what Pastor Ruth said that the fruit isn't for the tree. It's for those that surround the tree. And in your life, you are surrounded by a community. You are surrounded by a world. You're surrounded by your family, your friends, the people in your school system. And they should see Jesus because you represent him and are so fruitful. Because he said to be fruitful and multiply. And we're multiplying the kingdom. You serve a God that's a, that has no limits. And he created you just the same way. Without barriers. Who put those barriers on you? Which limitation is it? Your faith? The weight and the pressures? The, the oh, the world is so cool. I gotta look at the world. What is it that's weighing you down? I believe that the Lord is speaking accelerated growth over the house. Come on, there's got to be more than one yes in that. You got to get loud about this. I believe, and that the thing is, is that's you. I'm speaking over you. I believe that the Lord is declaring accelerated growth over you. Would you stand with me? a couple questions for you at this time of, of, of decision making because the word went out and sometimes when the word goes out we have to decide we're going to take a hold of it because we want to be good ground that's fruitful yes and so when it when we have to, when, when that happens actually your ground has to be soft enough for the seed to go in and be planted so you have to actually take a hold of the word and put it inside of you so what are you going to say yes to that maybe you've said no to in the past. What are you going to say yes to the Lord in in 2023? Is he going to have your yes? What space are you going to give the Lord to grow? Because it's not instantaneous. Growth, sometimes we need to give, give space to the Lord. Say, God, I'm going to give you 30 minutes every week to do voice lessons. I'll give you that space to work in. Maybe it's growth in your physical body. Oh, I'm going to show up at the gym three times a week this year because I'm going to get stronger in my body for you, God. Maybe it's you saying yes to going on a missions trip this year. Saying, yes, God, you started stirring my heart. I'm going to say yes, whatever that looks like. There's a have in so many areas of your life. What are you going to say yes to and then give space for you to grow in it? Creating the atmosphere of saying, God, I want to grow like I've never grown before. And maybe you do have some barriers. I serve a mighty God that handles all of our barriers. If you have a barrier of sin, open. If you have a barrier of unbelief and doubt, and you're like, yeah, I've just never thought I could. Well, God says, Maybe there's a, a barrier of, of the pressure of pleasing people versus God. Whatever the barrier is, the altar is open for you to lay it aside. To set it aside.
God, we want to grow. We want accelerated growth in the house. God, I don't want to see anyone not growing. So maybe you could just put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you or grab their hand or whatever. And you could just pray boldly that God would cause them to have growth in 2023. That you could speak life into dry bones. That you could speak life and and fruitfulness. Maybe just declare that they will be fruitful in anything and everything they put their hands to. God, your word declares that we would bear much fruit that they would have an intimate, more intimate walk with God. God, that you would create space in them to say yes, that you would crush fear. God, that you would do a work in us this morning. I speak fruitfulness over you in every fruit of the spirit, that you would be fruitful in your mind that you be fruitful in your body, that you would be fruitful in your soul, in your spirit, that more people would come to Jesus because you're bearing good fruit, that your mind would be driven for the kingdom. We thank you, God, for moving in the house this morning. And there's opportunities for you to be prayed over this morning. If the altar ministry wants to come up and and be ready, you can come and pray. But Pastor Mike's going to close the service. But I want you to have opportunity to lay aside, to get prayed over, whatever that looks like for you specifically in the name of Jesus. Put your hand in your heart this morning. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you, give you peace in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Go in his grace today.